Here we go. Auto Press episode 21, JP. What do you think about that? Man, we're, we're getting up there to a to a full day if each one was an hour. Some of them have been over an hour and takes a lot more uh, outside of it. This is our second one not being face-to-face, though, and that the first one not face-to-face went okay for a little while till uh, till the end for me. <laughs> You're referencing our old our podcast with Brendan. Yeah, and, and maybe we should just start off uh, congratulating Brendan real quick. Yeah, big, big uh, qualified for the sectional, or actually just for the U.S. Open, we should say. Yeah, yeah, not not the sectional. Not the sectional. He's, sectional. The sectional. he's, he's going to Pebble, and, and our friend Jimbo Floyd was playing Pebble yesterday, probably to scout it out for him. Yeah, he's, he claimed, yeah. Jimbo Floyd claims he shot 84 from the tips, but I, I don't want to break it to him that they probably didn't let him play the tips. <laughs> you think they got to close down? I don't think I don't think Jimbo's hitting well, from the plates that the players are going to play from in a few weeks. Well, I think he just broke it to him. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go. I remember a few years ago when the PGA come, came to Oak Hill, they could still play most of the holes, not the par threes, but uh, if they're going out on the course, they'd take a little mat with them, like a two by two right square mat, so they didn't take divots. I mean, yeah. at some point, it's still a golf course, like. Give me a break. Yeah. Well, so uh, I but, guess we can we'll get into well, some well, other Brendan, stuff. But do you want to do you want to continue with Brendan or just go past that and, and get other stuff? But well, I was talking. Go ahead. I was I was talking to Brendan last week um, after my lesson. I'm, dude, I feel like a lot's happened since our last podcast. By the way, <laughs> it's only and, been a uh, week. I I finally had lesson with with Bradley Hughes, who is um, helping Brendan out in this new part of his career, I guess you could say. And after my lesson, Brendan called me and made me feel like a rock star, which was pretty neat, getting a call from a former PJ Tour winner to see how your lesson went. And he told me he just got done playing Peachtree, and he, he goes, JP, my game is so back. I'm so there. And I'm, I'm getting excited. I love positive talk like that, you know. And he starts telling me, I'm going to Dallas to qualify for the U.S. Open. He goes, that's the start to me getting my card back. I'm going to qualify in Dallas. I'm going to go to the Pebble Beach. I've played good in U.S. Opens before. I'm going to play good there. It's going to get me into the British. It's going to get me into the FedEx Cup playoffs, and I'm back. And he just went in this whole premonition. Well, and then he just dominated that qualifier. Went out there and uh, ended up tying for medalist, but shot ten under for two days. Made it, made it easily. The first time that I looked, I forgot he Had was it. playing, and I looked and I was like, "Where's Brendan?" I was like, "Oh, he's five under through twelve, and it was <laughs> never in doubt after he, that." So he he shot ten under with a triple on the back nine. Yeah, he said that was a goofy hole that he hit it out of bounds on. But oh my, you can't hit it out of bounds when you got a lead like that. Come on, Brendan. Well, he didn't. He said he didn't know. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. He was checking his phone for the leaderboard. That may be frowned upon. Yeah, I let's let's not. I don't think we have that as a fact. So. No, no, he didn't. He didn't know. He didn't. Oh, he, he didn't, know. didn't know. Oh, okay, good. All right, let's move on to the to the PGA, the the major second major of the of the year where Brooks Kepka. Does he do he, he sits on the Iron Throne, I guess, tie it back into Game of Thrones? 
Yeah, and I, I haven't seen the last episode yet. My parents are on HBO, and I'm back home. Um, oh, well, you didn't miss a whole lot, but... Yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll try and get it going. I mean, he, he, he led wire to wire, right? Yeah, 63 the first round. 63, 65, and maybe 69, 74, I think. 75. Wasn't great. Wasn't great Sunday, but... It was obviously enough to get the job done. Yeah, he he knew what to do. It it doesn't matter how much you win by. You just got to stay out of the big numbers, which he did. I mean, bogeys or whatever coming down the stretch and something like that. Yeah, and at least it it did get somewhat interesting there for a little bit. Um, DJ DJ had every chance. He missed a few putts. I mean, he makes a couple couple of those, and Brooks has to think a little bit more coming down 17 and 18. Yeah, very much. But at least it at least it got like I said, somewhat exciting. Um And you know, DJ shot four rounds in her four rounds in the sixties for DJ at Beth Page. And didn't win. Yeah. Pretty strong though. I mean that it's good to see him kinda of rounding into form. We're only two and a half, three weeks away from the uh US Open. At Pebble where he's played well before. Won a couple of times. So we're, the stars are lining for all that. What's your biggest disappointment this week for the PGA? Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like that. I felt like they were trying to be like the U.S. Open. I don't know, the U.S. Open light this year, kind of. I mean, the course set up didn't lend itself. I didn't feel like to a whole lot of excitement. It was set up yeah. tough. Obviously, the conditions were tough Sunday. But even throughout the week, I just didn't – there weren't a whole lot of fun-looking holes out there. It was just long, and there's thick rough, and there's thick rough around the greens. Um, but I also think that's kind of how the PGA wanted it to play. I mean, if, if you'd told them before the week started that eight under is going to win, they would have been happy. But it's just yeah. kind of – it's just boring. Um, you know, and I, I feel like that's how a lot of the majors have become. Obviously, well, I, not Augusta, but – they just set them up. The U.S. Open and now the PGA just try to make them difficult and just favor the long hitters so much. Yeah, that, the favoring the long hitters is definitely true. But at the same point, I thought there was some excitement early. I mean, you had Adam Scott going for the uh, major record at one point. Um, you had a bunch of guys stringing together some birdies. Which so Hold on, which major see. record was Adam Scott going for? 62. Nobody's oh. ever shot better oh, than sixty-three. Adam, Adam Scott was uh, seven under with, or seven or eight under with two to go. I think he made a bogey on his last hole to shoot sixty-four, maybe. And if he had made birdie, shoot sixty-two, low round of the history of majors. Hold on, did we not have? Did Justin Thomas not do that not that long ago? Did he not shoot sixty-two at here in the hills, maybe? I don't think he did. Uh-oh. I think he shot sixty three. He made like eagle or maybe he, yeah, he, he hit that, that long three. Hit that three wood on eighteen. I think that was to shoot sixty three. Okay. Pretty sure I'm pretty sure sixty three is still our low round. I don't know. I should Google this while we're here. <laughs> that 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 could be embarrassing. I mean, I I figure I uh, knew knew enough about golf. I was trying to listen to my drive home. I felt like I I, I could be wrong, but what do you think about the 
the fans chanting DJ at, at Brooks Kepco on 14T on Sunday when it got close. Uh, Brandon Grace shot a 62 in the 2017 the British, US Open. British Open. Outside of that, it's uh, 63. Okay. That's what it was, is that Justin Thomas's maybe was more than, no. I was going to say more than seven under, but I don't know what par Aaron Hill has played to. He could have played you, par 71. Maybe he shot eight under to shoot 63. Well, that's why it was a big deal. I yeah. don't know. Either way, it's well, a good round. I'm, I'm tired of the crowds up in New York City. I think I, I sent a couple of tweets out about it. We, we need to avoid going back to New York City at all costs. I'm I'm big for getting a little bit rowdy. You know that about me. But <laughs> some of the stuff, I mean, don't shout Baba Booey. Don't be doing it immediately after a shot. Like, it's okay to cheer good shots. It's okay to cheer hold putts. But all this stuff with just every shot to hit, go on the hole, or your mom, or whatever they're saying. It's just, I mean... They don't even know where the ball's going. It could be going down the middle. It could be going OB. Stop. And I mean, does the, does the Ryder Cup in 2024 there seem like a bad idea? I was just about to say I'm terrified for the Ryder Cup <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> oh, that may. And not this go is my well. this is my home state. Right. I I mean, we had the Ryder Cup in '95 at Oak Hill. We've had every major under the sun besides the Masters and British Open, obviously, but. uh the fans are very responsible here and respectful of the game. And, and listen, it's okay. Get loud, get rowdy, but do it after you've seen the shot, you know? Yeah. Like if somebody makes a putt, yeah, let's get pumped up. Let's boom, let's go. But, but I think you, I think it's, it, I agree. It was bad at Beth page, but I also think it's gotten bad just as a whole. Mm-hmm. At, at a lot of golf tournaments, it's gotten that way. And you can thank probably the Phoenix Open for doing that. Yeah, the, the Phoenix Open's a, a big part of that. And you get all these people, oh, it's okay, it grows the game, it grows the game. These aren't people that are going out and joining country clubs or playing your local muni. These are just clowns that go to soccer games and stand up and scream the whole time, you know? They're not growing the game. They're just getting out there to – make a scene and get attention and put it on Snapchat. Yeah. It's not a great, not a great look. Um, but tough for the pros to complain about it. Cause they're, they're paying ticket holders. I mean, there, there comes a point where you got to draw the line. Easiest thing to do is just kick these people out right away. I mean, get a zero tolerance policy. But yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard. Cause you get a lot of fans that are uneducated. You can't just kick somebody out without them really knowing what they did. They see it over and over. Yeah, it's a tough spot, and I don't know how many people are at Beth Page, but you got a lot of people obviously going out and treating it like a party and drinking a lot of alcohol and yelling and trying to trying to be noticed. So yeah. it, it doesn't lend itself to a uh, a great spot. No. But but that's kind of what a lot of golf tournaments have become. Oh, well, maybe we got to figure out a way to stick with it maybe or – Maybe these guys can start figuring out how to play better when it's rowdy. I just don't think it should impact play. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've I've yelled at a lot of golf tournaments, especially for Dom. <laughs> but you haven't impacted the play. I haven't impacted the play, and I don't scream right after the shot. You know, you if he makes a big putt, it's hard not to get emotional in that t- in that moment, and I get that. 
Uh, Auburn just won their match, I think, by the way. You're referencing the Auburn women in yeah. the NCAA championship. Yeah, they're they're all hugging each other. Well, I I made you mute your TV because it was too loud when we were talking, so Yeah. Um other stuff at the PGA this week, I mean Tiger just got run out run out of that page by Brooks. JP, he's got to play one at least one time between the Masters and the US Open. Yeah, you think that would have, I mean, you think Quail Hollow would have done that for him? I just think it would not have hurt. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what was going on with it, but then, you know, he got up there and I think he only played nine holes the week of. Didn't play, didn't even go to the course the Wednesday before. And I think they said he was sick or at first they said it was resting. I mean, with Tiger, who who knows the truth? But it could it honestly could have been different if he was feeling a little better too. I think that's a yeah. that's a factor. But I mean, just to go from Augusta to Beth Page, I mean, a demanding golf course without playing competitive golf, and he comes out and shoots what three over his first nine holes, and yeah, I mean, he was done after the first day. He doubles his first hole. He never starts off quick. I've always thought he needs more reps myself, but this one just felt like it was too close to really for, for him to schedule something. I mean, he wanted the Masters, and I just didn't know where it was going to fit in the schedule. I guess Quail Hollow, but there was a there was a little bit of a rumor on the street that he had hurt his back doing something at a uh, commercial shoot. They had had him go out and hit balls early in the day, and he kind of tweaked his back when it was real cold out. I mean, um, that, that could have made sense. Yeah, so that that's kind of what I had heard. He had, uh, I, there was it was a random person, camera who was somebody at the at Quail Hollow I was talking to, and ran into somebody close to Tiger. Not that there's too many people that are, <laughs> but that was a word on the street. And then he was sick. I mean, coughing up a lung and throwing up on Wednesday. I don't know. I just it was. It, it it wasn't a performance I expected from him. He just got his ass kicked up and down the course. Even the easy shots, he'd have a wedge in. I mean, last hole of the day, the most clutch guy in the world, hits the fairway, he's got a short iron, and he can't get that thing on the green to at least give himself a look to make the cut. Yeah, that was pretty disappointing. I mean, obviously the, the ratings were disappointing too. I Were they bad? Well, I'm talking about, oh, sorry, with with Tiger missing the cut. I don't know what oh. the ratings were. I'm sure they weren't great Sunday. I mean, honestly, yeah, I didn't watch it. I did not watch a shot of it on Saturday, which normally for any major, I'm down to watch it. And, I mean, Brooks is ahead by seven shots, and you just never felt like anybody was going to challenge him. Yeah. And he you know, obviously he started leaking a little oil back on Sunday, and it got interesting there for a for a little bit um but still it wasn't wasn't anything crazy i never felt like he was gonna lose in my opinion no by no means but i i still enjoyed seeing it i mean he was putting on a show in my opinion i thought it was pretty cool and i got into that argument with a couple of people on twitter i was like man why why didn't we think this was irrelevant when tiger was doing it 
now all of a sudden Brooks does it, it's not okay. Just because of how Brooks acts. I mean, yeah. You, you can't. And I think I replied back. I'm like, you just can't trash golf and say that it's boring and you don't really like it and you don't really care and then expect people to really care if you win. I mean, I really don't, he doesn't move the needle. I don't think he moves the needle for anybody. No. Um, you know, he's all not about himself. All about himself. Right. Not even, not even himself. Well, he, he's yeah, not. <laughs> he may not even move the needle for himself, but he's figured out how to play in majors here recently. But I'm, you think, you think it's long-term or are we in a, in a little bit of like a Padraig Harrington stretch? Absolutely. I do not think it's long-term. And you think it's Padraig Harrington? I think this is just the what you, recency bias. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, people forget that from like 2012 to 2014, I mean, Rory won, won four majors, and he was, what, 25? He hasn't won one since. Um, yeah. Spieth won, what, three in a two-year span? I mean, mm-hmm. she almost won the first three in, what was that, 2017? Um, I mean, and everybody's just crowning all these people, and I think that's what's happening with Brooks. Not, I just, I think, you know, I hear all these people talking like, oh, he'll win eight majors. I mean, they're like, what, five people that have won eight majors ever? I mean, Jack and Tiger and Hogan and Player and... Tom Watson. I mean, that's a five. That's five people that have won eight majors, and now Brooks has won four. And yes, he's won them recently, but everybody just wants to to crown him. And I'm like, y'all just forgot that everybody crowned Rory before he was twenty. He won all those majors and hadn't won one in five years. And I mean, if you if you give me somebody to pick going forward, I mean, I don't know. For the rest of their career, I don't know who I'd take. It's hard. I, I I've never I've never liked getting on that bandwagon anyway. Outside of Tiger, I mean. But even okay, so even Tiger. Uh, let's see. Hey, he's how old? 43? So he 43. went. He went eleven years. So okay, so Tiger stopped winning majors at thirty-two. Yeah. I mean, Think about that. He didn't win one for 11 years. Now, he had a lot of stuff going on, but, I mean, Brooks had an injury at the beginning of last year. Who's to say he's not going to get hurt, or he just may decide to quit playing golf? That's true. I mean, I just think there's, I, there's so many variables with these people. The, the media is they're either going to anoint him king, or he doesn't get attention. He, he doesn't get this what. I'm so tired of that whole little uh, thing that they got going on with him not getting attention. He's been the favorite in every major for like five or six straight. Yeah, yeah he's one. If I, have to, if I have to hear them get on the TV one more time and tell us that he's overlooked, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's won two U.S. Opens and two PGAs in the last. I mean, he's. They were talking about how he went out to dinner with Dustin Johnson after winning the U.S. Open, and somebody recognized Dustin Johnson, but not Brooks Koepka. 
Oh. Dustin Johnson's got more of an image than Brooks. I mean, Dustin Johnson is engaged to Paulina. That's yeah, why, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm walking in the grocery store and I see Brooks Kepka and I see Dustin Johnson, I'm well, maybe a little different because I follow this so much. But DJ's got so much more of just an image. You know what I mean? And he works on it because he cares about it. Brooks is just like, oh, I'm just golf. I'm just golf. I don't even like it. No, I only do. Oh. I only play golf because uh, yeah. I mean, I'm good. I, uh, whatever. Yeah. Get out of here. I, I don't play on vacation. I don't play when I'm home with my friends. I'm not like these guys. And he, like, puts down the tour players. Yeah. So what So what? they like to play golf? But I don't know. If, if I saw him with a group of guys, I, I don't know. I probably could now. But five months ago, I might not have. I might have walked by him. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I recognized Ken Duke yesterday, you know, at a restaurant. I yeah. follow golf, you know, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, there's still a pretty good chance that if you lined up the average golf fan that's not really into it, they may not know who Brooks Koepka is. Yeah, but they would probably I mean, know DJ. Well, DJ, DJ's, DJ's got also, a different look. Like I'm, I'm saying, but, sliding you know, into Paulina. DJ's, yeah, DJ's engaged to Paulina for like Are they five still hanging years. Out? She wasn't there this weekend, was she? I mean, they didn't show her probably because he wasn't going to win. But. That's another thing. How about did you see the video of Brooks walking in with his girlfriend? Oh man, she got shunned and was not happy about it. Was he just doing that because he doesn't want to? kiss her in front of public or was she just trying to get on to do that because she saw the camera it could be a little bit of both yeah i, I don't know if if y'all didn't see it there was a video of, of brooks walking in and she was acting like she was kind of trying to i guess trying to give him a kiss and he immediately blew her off and she then crossed her arms and just looked Walk. very <laughs> very upset Walk. Walked in front of him. Oh, it was, it was so noticeable. But I don't know. <clears throat> what do you think of? I mean, he's probably she's probably got to be about herself to date him. She's kind of like a pseudo celebrity. She got some stuff going on with acting. I think. I I don't know what her whole deal is. I yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I thought that was strange that. It, it was funny, like, right as soon as the camera showed up, she's trying to grab him and kiss him, like, okay. <laughs> nobody no, nobody wants to, like, if the camera wasn't there, are you walking in and grabbing him at that point to give him a kiss? No. All it was right. clearly clearly motivated for her to be in the in the spotlight. But if you, look at her, if you look at her Instagram or something afterwards, she was... She seemed okay with it. Posing with the trophy, they were out. She seemed okay. I mean, she put a picture up of of her straddling Brooks on a beach without a bikini top on. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, what are, good for him. What are your, what are your motives there? They did that thong picture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just Brooks isn't my favorite. He's not gonna ever really move the needle. I don't know that we're ever going to get to the point. And that's the other thing with like Rory and Speed that, you know, they won all those majors. Well, we track their rounds in the majors. Are we, and yeah, we'll do it at the U.S. Open with Brooks. But is it, 
he's never going to be one of those guys. I don't think that it's like, oh, well, Brooks missed the cut this week, or I just don't think that that people are going to care that much. Yeah, because he doesn't want to connect with the average person. Right, he doesn't go out of his way. He did a barstool interview last week. It was terrible. It was like a half hour long on a boat. Really? The, before the tournament? Yeah, before the tournament. Those guys just kept being like, what's it like to be overlooked? What's it like to do this? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, it's just, I'm so tired of that little narrative that they have going on. I mean, he's not overlooked. He's won four majors now. The guy's clearly one of the best in the world. He made the Ryder Cup. Like, stop. Maybe he'll care about the Ryder Cup. But, I don't know, the, the PGA, Beth Page came out on top. It was a, it, I'm glad it got exciting. I'm glad that we're past it. I think the U.S. Open is going to be better. The move to May opens up that, I mean, you were talking earlier about the setup. With where they do a lot of PGAs, they do them on a lot of U.S. Open courses, but they used to do it in May, or not in May, in August, when the grass would be a little thinner, it'd be hotter, the ball would go further, you know? Right. Like, Oak Hill, if you look at Oak Hill back in the 68-89, those U.S. Opens, it played tough. And Jason Duffner shot 63 in the 2013 PGA because it was firm, fast. You could, yeah. you could hit the ball around there a little bit. It shortens it up. Up June, May in the Northeast is completely different. But the, the future size for the PGA, uh, I was looking this up earlier, they're going out to Har- that Harding Park in San Francisco where they've had the match play yeah. next year. Then they've got Kiowa, uh, Trump National, which is Northeast. New, North, New Jersey. Then Oak Hill. Northeast. Then Louisville, Pennsylvania. Then they're going to that PGA Frisco, which isn't even built yet. Um, out in Texas? Yeah, Frisco, Texas. They're going there. They've named they've named a site for the PGA without even having They don't have a, a golf course. course. I think that's in Gil Hance going out there and designing it. But they've got one they've got the PGA there in twenty twenty seven and twenty thirty four. Huh. And what if then, it sucks? Uh, <laughs> right. I mean that's kinda of rolling the dice. What if it's like what if he designs it? It's like Chicopee Woods. <laughs> God, <laughs> taking a shot at Chicopee. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Chicopee Woods cannot host a major. But I don't remember the the PGA, to me, I mean, they've had some crazy winners. I mean, Sean McKeel, Rich Beam. You've been kind of all over the place, but if they're going to go. Sean, Ma- Sean McKeel won at Oak Hill. Oh, that was at Oak Hill. I didn't yeah, realize seven that. Iron, seven iron, like yeah, two inches on that. 18. But I'm telling you, but, the the my favorite golf tournament that I watched growing up was the 1999 PGA at Valhalla with Tiger and Bob May. And that was probably maybe until the Masters this year. That was my favorite golf tournament. And they shot 18 under. I mean, who cares? It was exciting. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't want, just don't want the PGA to, that was 99 is that when what was the year that sergio was doing well in the pga thing that, that was 99 uh, maybe that was 99 maybe valhalla was 2000 yeah because sergio turned pro after the 98 u.s no after the 90 i think he played the 99 masters as an amateur the the one you're talking about was in medina and i think that may have been 99 so then, okay. 
Um, just when Tiger beat him, so Valhalla was 2000. Then but saw he, Bob May, saw Bob May today. Yeah, he's still still grinding it out. I mean, he's went, on the he was on the range today. Went toe to toe with Tiger. Yeah, um, he, he beat Tiger in the firearm. Shot 66 or something. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that was, right. That, that was thrilling. Yeah, I don't know. I just, and then even, you know, all they talked about was how Bell Reeve last year was going to suck, and then the crowds were crazy. You, and it may be just because Tiger was making a run there, but that was an exciting tournament. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't want the PGA to try to turn into the U.S. Open and just have long, thick rough and – all that. That's just not exciting to watch. Well, they need to stay away from the Northeast in May then. Yeah, that's just going to be too lush. And it, it, yeah, it's the start of the growing season. Half the time you can't get mowers out because it's too wet. It's been raining. There's snow. And it's just hard to figure out how to set the course up because you want to plan it up for where it's been before and set it up long, but you can't because it's just too soft up here. And we were watching a little little bit of it on Thursday, and I was trying to explain to somebody, you know, how thick that rough is around the greens, but the the ball doesn't really, you know, it just goes all, okay, it goes into the thick rough. Well, there's only really one shot you can hit out of it. I mean, it's not like, it's not like Bermuda rough where you can hit it kind of all over the place, depending on the lie. That thick rough... You pretty much just blast it. And, you hit a bunker shot. Right. And that's about the, that's really the only shot you can play out of that. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't lend itself to any real creativity around the greens. I'd much rather watch the guys at Pinehurst, you know, at least roll off into some collection areas and have something, have to play a different shot. That's a lot more exciting to watch than just, just chunk it out of the rough. Yeah, for the viewer, for sure. I think the players like this better. It's more predictable for them a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's just only one shot you can really play. I just, I mean, par sucks. I'm I'm tired of everything being compared to par. Who who cares what people shoot relative to par? Let's get the best players shooting the lowest number that they can and set the course up properly that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, there shouldn't be a... Just, all these all these converted par fives that they have where it's a 520-yard hole, oh, we can't have it be a par 72 because we don't want too many people under par. Let's set it up. This one will be a par 4. and We're going to uh, make it a par 70. Who cares? Yeah, well, hopefully the hopefully the USGA can't screw up Pebble. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, Mike Davis is gone, so we're okay. <laughs> I mean... Just play pebble. Just go play pebble. Don't don't mess with it. Just let the guys play and whatever they. I don't know how it'll be set up, but whatever Brendan's happens, Brendan's gonna happens. win. Brendan's gonna win. Brendan or Bruce Kepka. Bruce. <laughs> um. Well, let's talk about let's talk about your week a little bit. Yeah, we we're gonna do a full recap. Bradley Hughes wants to come on and do a recap of the whole lesson, but my game's completely changed. I'm I'm ready to go. I mean, I filled out the Q School application form um, <laughs> Thursday morning. Oh, 
no, I didn't do that. But I I thought that went really well. I was inspired. He's got a lot of really good stuff to talk about. So if you haven't heard us talk about him, go uh, look up Bradley Hughes. Go see him. He's just up in Greenville. Then I drove home Friday to come uh, caddy in the senior PGA. Um, yeah, caddy for James Mason up there. I mean, we tweeted out. You even had a local news story on you yesterday. Yeah, I got interviewed again today. <laughs> These people. <laughs> and actually, the guy that interviewed me today, um, he's funny. He's uh, he's from News 8 up here. His name is Daniel Feetzer. Um, I am probably just butchered that and. I mean, that might be bad because he was all pumped up about the podcast. He, uh, oh, no. Yeah, he, he, he was over talking to one of the assistant pros at Oak Hill who I've known for a long time, Jeff Rosetta. And, and he was like, man, I just saw JP out there and uh, Channel 13 got to him yesterday and did an interview. And Rosetta's like, who cares? Go talk to him again. That, that guy's got tons of stuff to say. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know. He's just, he's just funny and he'll give you he'll give you some good talking points he's got his own podcast you should check it out so some people started talking about the podcast around there today it was great <laughs> that's pretty funny spreading the word hey, i i got interviewed with him and i didn't even talk about it i mean it, it wasn't a, i didn't have a time to bring it up like he's asked me what i'm doing and this I, I guess i should have been like yeah i, I I'm doing what I do down in Georgia, but I also run a podcast. <laughs> it just it's, never went that direction. Yeah, this is very important stuff we do on Tuesday I nights. Don't, I don't think James was prepared for uh, how many people I know of here. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. So, so how has your caddying been the the first couple days? So, James got in yesterday. I I got to the course kind of early yesterday just because I wanted to register and get settled in, James. James got here at about two o'clock. I, I had been there since ten thirty or so, um, and I knew he was getting there too. I don't know why I decided it'd be a good idea to go over there so early, but they've got a pretty cool caddy lounge set up where I, I get lunch and breakfast, all sorts of other good things. And I don't know. I like being inside the ropes and trying to see what these guys are doing. Um, yesterday was windy. It was basically a wash. So that kind of sucked. Oak Hill is a bear. I mean, 2008, they had the senior PGA and plus seven won it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So (laughs) it's a little too much there, PGA. Yeah. So, so we talk about trying to make these courses playable. These guys doing something. (laughs) They're not doing that. I mean, we, we, we played the back nine again today and it it was not as strong as the wind yesterday, but the prevailing wind is into your face on 17 and 18. And the holes are combined 983 yards, I think. <laughs> par, and these are par, the seniors. Yeah, and they're they're back to back par fours. So I, I got we we got done today. I'm taking the clubs in for storage, and the the tee box they had today on 18 was at 478. Oh. And uh, I'm walking inside, and Chris DeMarco had a rules official. And basically, this guy backed up against the wall, and he's like, listen, man, this is a senior PGA. We don't have guys like you did last week in Beth Page. She's like, this holds 480 yards. You're telling me that this is reasonable? He goes, half the field can't reach it if it's not into the wind. <laughs> he goes, "He goes, this is stupid. I've, you better move that tee up. You better move that up. 
because you, you hit into this like upslope. It's just it's a it's bad. And seventeen supposed to be a par five. It is for the members. They're actually up a tee box from the back box on seventeen. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't play it in the back and just play a par five, but whatever. I, that that that's par, you know. So what kind of what kind of sights have you seen up there? I saw Susie Whaley today. Yeah, and we yeah. saw she's as she, uh, Tyler McKeever said she sent skinny hybrids. <laughs> she was walking by me. I was talking to my brother and and that guy was talking about earlier Jeff Rosetta and I saw hold on, was like, hold on, Susie Whaley is the current president of the PGA. Yeah, yeah, and she was all over the golf coverage this weekend. We, I think we heard the same interview like three or four days in a row. <laughs> But anyway, There's, sorry. She was walking by. I was like, Susie Whaley. And she stopped. And you could tell she thought that she might have known me or something. <laughs> she, so, she, so she came over and shook my hand. She's like, good to see you. How's, it, how's everything going? I'm like, oh, yeah. Things are great. Love being here at Oak Hill. And, and uh, I was just like, good to see you on TV this week. You did great. She's like, oh, thanks for tuning in. It was, it was awesome down there. And then she just went and started hitting balls. She was playing the Pro-Am. Um, some other stuff I've seen. I, I mean, I... Hung out with Daly for a while on Sunday. Yeah, my, we my, saw that picture you posted. That guy's a riot. He was telling some stories to me for a while, and then um, saw him Monday morning walking in, and he just kind of smiled at me and was like, "Hey, yeah, good time yesterday at the pub." And and then I, I I went back to the pub yesterday just to get a quick bite to eat. I mean, I'm I'm behaving this week. I'm not a uh, I'm not getting out of line. I, it's it's not easy carrying that bag and walking around out there, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta keep myself in, in check. But I went out there last night just for a little bit, and VJ showed up. I didn't think he would ever leave his hotel room to the pub. Yeah. Now, when you say the up, pub, are you talking about Thirsty's? No. So there's this Pittsburgh pub. It's it's a step above Thirsty's, which isn't saying much. <laughs> um, okay. It's is to the Gainesville listeners. It's like. A step a step between recess and Wild Wing Cafe. That, that that's what the pub is. It's low standard. So, yeah, it's it, it's fun, but not not somewhere you're gonna take your date on a Thursday night. And uh, VJ was there with his girlfriend and his trainer, and they sat at the bar and ordered some food. That was kind of funny. And then Ken Duke was there, and I had met Ken Duke in 2013. He was eating a hot dog out in front of the merchandise tent, not even going to the player dining, just <laughs> out in the open. And I'm, I'm up there, I'm walking to go like buy a hat or something. I see him and I'm like, Ken Duke. He's like, yeah, I was like, man, great playing. He had, he had just won the travelers in 2013, I think. Right. And he, he's like, yeah, I'm excited to be here. And then I was like, yeah, I, I grew up. Canada. He's like, what do you do on 10? Where should I hit it on 10? <laughs> we talked, we talked about 10 for a little bit. So then last night I saw him and, and he's walking by, and I'm like, Ken Duke. And he's wearing one of those Charlie Sheen shirts, you know, like the button-down, yeah. not quite a Hawaiian shirt, but <laughs> right. they got like a print on it. And he stopped, and he's like, hey, uh, I know you? I was like, no. I was like, I've, I've just followed you for a while. He's like, nobody knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we chatted for a little bit. I was like, dude, you, you're a ball striker. You strike the ball. And he's like, thanks. I appreciate it. I was like, you, you're out here full time. Like, I just turned 50 and he, he's going through all his stuff of his categories and all this stuff. And 
I, I told him the hot dog story. He he says he remembers it. There's no chance he does. But he did the political correct thing to say that he did. Ken Duke shot like one of the greatest runs ever that I think only hardcore golf listeners will remember. The players one year, he shot like 65 the last round. And I want to say the field average was 73 or 4. Um, it may have been the year. No, I won the year Ricky won. Um, maybe when Sergio won. And it the course was just baked out. But he shot 65. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Ken Duke. <laughs> this is that, great. Should have brought that up with him. Then I saw him today. And he, he came up and said hi to me. I thought that was cool. You remember me? So you're, he know. remembered you from – from, from night last before. night. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I guess he had been in there pretty late. I was talking to my buddy earlier, and he was like, yeah, John Daly and Ken Duke were hanging out there, and Daly was giving Ken a hard time because Ken didn't eat one of Daly's cooking steaks last night. So he, they, they paid him for, like, some sort of appearance on Sunday. Then he had such a good time that last night he went back and just cooked a bunch of ribeyes for the place. <laughs> T- tomorrow night he's cooking a Mexican lasagna. <laughs> he just... Oh my god! They, and everybody, 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 and their mother and their brother and whatever go up and ask him for a picture. And he just takes every picture and just smiles and he's just loving it up here. It's hilarious. That's great. He's riding a cart, but mm. I don't know. I mean, Brendan's got to get older quick because I swear to God anybody that's ever played in the PGA Tour event is playing in the senior PGA. Is there? You should look back. You should look through the field. I mean, some of the people that are here just like like I, I get it. Sandy Lyle, like, he made the cut a couple of years of the Masters. That's fine, but some of these guys he don't won play the anymore. Masters. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying a couple of years ago he made the cut, so he was still kind of relevant. Oh, I, I know he you. won. I know he won the Masters, okay. but like some of these guys, they're just not competitive anymore. You know, at the at, at the high stage. Well, Ian, is this a hundred fifty-six player field too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, normally on the senior tour they have what eighty guys. I, I was going to say seventy-eight or eighty. Yeah, so you get a you get a. You're right. Probably anybody that anybody that wants to come play. See, we we were talking to Esteban Toledo today. Yeah, I remember that name. And he's like, yeah, I, I can't get into a normal event, but I can get into this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a major. Yeah. Well, tell us, we were talking about your pairing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go off on Thursday at 1210 off 10, Friday at 7 a.m. Um, off 1. Pair to Gibby Gilbert. I'll just kind of touch base on him real quick. He... uh he got on tour this year through Q School. His dad's actually a guy that was on tour for quite a while. Um, Gibby Gilbert made a bomb on the last hole at Q School to get fully exempt status, I'm pretty sure, and kind of went nuts. It was a great reaction. Then uh, we're paired with Tom Gillis from Michigan, and Tom Gillis is the guy that broke the news about Kucher. He's broken other stuff about like Ben Crane not making – not, not paying, paying up bets, but the big thing is the Kucher deal, and he's actually friends with Mahanic. The Caddy um, Gate. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get in his ear at some point in the next. JP's next few mission days. is to find out the the link to uh, 
breaking the the caddy gate with El Toucan and Kucher. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what he thinks about all that stuff. I mean, maybe we can get him on the podcast. I'll bring out a couple of koozies. Yeah, take some with you. Spread and the word. <laughs> I'm right, looking well, forward to seeing that. Well, let's move on real quick. Um, touch on there is a there is a PGA Tour event this week. Yeah, outside of the senior PGA. The Charles Schwab Challenge. And do you Ooh. know who got a sponsor invite? Uh, Drew Love. Drew Love. Lee Rogers' favorite golfer, Drew Love. Apparently this one was based on past champions choosing the sponsor's invite. Yeah, so they let um, Drew Love and then Laney Watkins' son got a start. Yeah. I have I no idea if he's if he's a decent Tucker. golfer or not. Tucker Watkins or something. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. And it's a limited field. 125 guys, right? Mm-hmm. I think 120. 120. Man. Must be nice. That's just crazy. Yeah. Pays John Cook John Cook and Billy Ray Brown are doing the announcing for this NCAA women's tournament. Why aren't they playing the senior PGA? Hmm. Yeah. But the limited field event there in Colonial, it it is at Colonial, which is an awesome golf course. It used to be the Crown Plaza, is that right? Yep. Yeah, now it's the Charles Schwab Challenge. Very confusing because you got the Charles Schwab Cup. <laughs> right, for the seniors. Yeah. And it does, it, it kind of sounds like a silly season event. It really does. Like, like, I feel like this should be a scramble in December, two days before Christmas. Maybe that's what Drew Love and Tucker Watson's thought. <laughs> it was a, a pick your, pick your pro. Yeah, somebody event. was like, Somebody was like, Drew, you want to play in the Charles Schwab Cup Challenge? And he's like, sure. There. I, I, I don't think I got anything going on that. The week after that, I got the Rite Aid Cup. You know? <laughs> and they're paired together. Are they really? Yeah. That'll bring, that'll bring a crowd. Maybe they get to play a scramble. You know, this will be Drew Love's 18th PGA Tour start. 17th unearned. He qualified for U.S. Open. Give Gotta him give that. him that. Gotta give him that. Unbelievable. Well, How many cuts? Uh, he's made three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's gearing up for his Champions Tour run. He's, he's going to be in the senior PGA in 30 years. <laughs> uh, I, know who I'm pick- I know who I'm picking this week. Dom. No, that's you. That's who you're picking. Oh, it's, I mean, aren't is he is he playing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dom is playing. Um, no, I'm picking. Uh, I'm. I think this this guy's back, Jordan Spieth. I like it. I like that a lot. I think he's back. You know, third place last week. You know, somebody was trying to say, "Well, yeah, he wasn't close to winning." I'm like, he finished. He didn't. Third. He didn't finish. He didn't finish third at Beth Page. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Jordan Spieth. Just like ninth. He finished third. Are you sure? Um, I mean, let me look it up. I'm pretty sure he finished. <laughs> he finished two under. 
thought no, they guessed it. Rory finished ninth. The biggest backdoor top ten ever. Wow, Spieth, Spieth and Cantley both. Third. Yeah, Spieth and Cantley both finished third. Yeah, and Matt Wallace. Rory finished top ten. Rory finished ninth. <laughs> he shot 69-69 on the weekend. That's awesome. Uh, Kucher with a backdoor top ten last week. Eighth. Yeah. Just prints money. But yeah, Spieth finished third. You didn't even know that. Didn't even know that. I I had a little bit of a Sunday. My my brother won a tournament. We had a good time. Um you got your picture. Whatever. Made, got your picture made with John Daly. Got a picture with John Daly. Yep. I mean, it's exciting stuff. I don't even know who else is playing this week really at Colonial. I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a weird field, but we got like I said, we got Drew Love and and Tucker Watkins getting in there. Tucker Watkins. Man. Oh, that's got a decent field. Ricky Fowler, DeChambeau, Zach Johnson, Kisner, Spieth, Duffner. I mean, not bad. Duffner could be a threat. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about a lot of these guys. You see them pop up there and play well, and they typically keep it going for a little while. Yeah, you're you're big on that. Yeah, form is form is huge for these guys, and I mean they can, they can just stay hot. I mean Duffner's got Duffner's got something figured out. You're not leading a tournament after three days by no. faking it. And Beth Page is irrelevant for Duffner. That place is just stupid. Yeah, so, a lot of that it's just irrelevant for a lot of those guys. To be honest, he he would have been better off taking a week off. Speaking <laughs> of taking a week off. VJ withdrew last week, but he's been out here grinding. I mean, he was he was at Oak Hill early yesterday. He's not hurt. He withdrew from Bethpage. Yeah, you think he got out there and just didn't want to play? Yeah, he he got there and he's like, my back hurts. I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna go focus I, on a tournament I can probably win. Well, he's he's pretty into it like that. Like a lot of these guys in the scene who are just kind of doing it for a swan song. VJ he wants to win. He's a competitor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of those guys. I think, I think a lot of those guys will want to win, but some yeah. take it more serious. Like Bernard Longer, who you put up. I mean, he takes it a little he, more serious. I watched him on the range for a while today. I don't know how he wins all the time. It's not pretty. No, it's not. But it's never been pretty. Like, like you sit there and you watch. I, I watched VJ hit balls for a little bit too. I'm like, how does this guy not win every week out here? And then next to him is Bruno Longer. And you're like, this guy, is he in the pro-am? And then Scott McCarron, watched him putt. He anchors for sure. <laughs> Maybe he just practice putts like that. Um, yeah, but. I don't know. I could tell you more stories. We could do a whole thing just on this experience. It's a riot. Well, who's your pick up there? Up here? I hate, I mean, I think Ken Duke can compete here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I like that you picked the guy that you've eaten hot dogs with. and and yeah, it guy stripes it, though. <laughs> Him, VJ, if he can keep his mind right, he could do okay. You got to hit it far here. Um, Who else is out there? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, Scott, there's so Scott McCarron. There's 156 guys playing. There's 35 club pros. 
plus a bunch of other guys like Tommy Armour the third. When's the last time he played? You know? <laughs> right. Like uh Bob Gilder. You remember that name? There are, I, I looked at the field a little while ago. There are, yeah. there are a lot of names that I'm not real sure how they're still playing <laughs> golf. I'm serious. If I, I think that like when you turned fifty, did you ever do a Monday qualifier for like the John Deere? No. I did some for no. the uh for the Bell South, maybe I'll get in. Okay, that's a PGA Tour event? Yeah. Yeah, when you turn 50, you're in the senior PGA. <laughs> if you've if you've ever if you've ever enrolled in a PGA Tour Q school, PGA, you are here. So by you signing up for a Q school last Thursday, you're going to be in too. Yeah, if they come back to Oak Hill, I'm in the nice. PGA. Hopefully it's Peter's- at, hopefully it's at Oak Hill and we can stay at your house. I walked in with Peter Jacobson today, and he he, he remembered me from uh, driving me around. <laughs> I, we told that story earlier this year. Remember? Yeah, done at uh, the Valspar. Yeah, yeah. He he remembered it, and he he put his arm around me and walked walked out to the range, and he's like, "Ah, it's good to see you. You you were smoking a black and mild that day and following your buddy." He's like Dominique, and I'm like, "Yeah, Dom." He's like, "Awesome." He's like, "What are you doing?" Up here, I'm like, I'm caring for James Mason. This big daddy, no way. <laughs> Tell him I said, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm just, I hope that some of our listeners can go out there and watch you lug it around Oak Hill. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's you've not had, pretty. you've had two news stories done on you this week. I, I gotta yeah, think you may have a, a crowd just watching you caddy. The other one's going to come out Friday. I definitely do have a crowd. I didn't get a good draw. If we had a got, if we had gone early late, we'd had a bunch of people out here Friday. Oh yeah, some, yeah. Some of my friends still work, and my family's leaving town. My my cousin graduates from West Point this weekend, and I can't make it. But uh, well, you can still you can still go out there Friday afternoon and have a I'm good a, time. I'm, I'm living it up at the PJ. I like it. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to add? I do have one thing. Okay. Um, we've got a uh, very devout listener, a guy named uh, Trey Big Marv. He is a big DraftKings guy. Yeah. Um, I was talking to him this weekend. He actually he won fifty grand in the DraftKings back what? in yeah back in twenty fifteen. I think it was. When did Speed lose in the playoff or come close? Zach Johnson won it at St. Andrews. Oh, I think that was, was that twenty. Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say twenty seventeen, but I don't think that's no. Right. It was when I was. It was when I was still in Rochester because I, I left work for the afternoon to go watch it on TV. Um, because they did the Monday finish. Remember? Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. That. So he was, he was up in it, and this guy's actually pretty good friends with Harold Varner the third, but he started texting me because of Brendan making the U S open. He had Brendan on his team in that run that he was making. And he wants to share the story because there were like two shots in the last two holes that kept him away from a million dollars. From the British open. Yeah. He finished like fourth or something, maybe third and he won 50 grand, but he was right there to win a million. 2015 British Open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B-Top played. He shot like 66 in the final round. 
Yeah, he finished. He was close to top ten, I think. So he had him on his team. That's pretty funny. He was like, "You gotta get me on now." <laughs> has he won? Has he had any success since then? He he plays it every week. I don't know what all he's done. But he hasn't won fifty grand anymore, huh? It's not easy to do that. No, it's not. But that's that's about all I got. All right, JP. Well, we're uh, we think we've got a guest lined up for Thursday from the music industry, and then we will uh, probably post that one day next week. And yeah, and I I can I can try and get a senior PGA guest or something if you wanted. Yeah, go for it. We'll see. Or uh, I can get that newscaster that interviewed me yesterday, Jenna Jenna Cottrell. <laughs> we want a player. We want a. We need a senior <laughs> PGA Tour player. Somebody playing. I'd, I'd offer up James, but we can We're not going to understand him. <laughs> All right, we'll get us somebody we can understand that'll give us some good stories. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get Gillis on to talk about the Kucher deal. Yeah, that'd be amazing. All right. Well, our first one remote. We got a couple more remote. So hopefully this one all right. All right. Well, good luck this week, JP. We'll be pulling yeah. for you. Yeah. And I'll keep I'll keep posting some content up on the uh, the gram. Yeah, please do. All right. See all you right. guys. See you, JP. Get your ass in that hole. Yeah. Great putt, man. Ooh.